Welcome back to the Hot to Best Daily Pick Show for Saturday, October 2nd. And we have a very stacked college football slate on tap for this weekend. You know, probably the best week of games we have had thus far. And we got some bets that I absolutely love. So let's just jump right in. The first game, I want to take a look at Texas taking on TCU. Texas entering this game 3-1, and one, TCU 2-1. And, and, you know, this Texas team under Sarkeesian has looked pretty good. You know, blew the absolute doors off of Texas Tech last week. I was completely wrong about that game, you know, on Texas Tech in that game. And Sarkeesian has done a great job replacing Ton Herman. And, you know, the ULL, the Rice wins were definitely big wins for this Texas team. But even looking now back at that Arkansas loss, by no means was that a bad loss. You know, it, it, Arkansas is shaping up to be not a, a, an amazing team by any means, but, you know, one of the top teams in the SEC, a team that's going to be very competitive for sure. Um, and for this TCU team, you know, they finished last year very strong, 5-1 and one in 2020. Um, and they started the season, you know, wins over Duquesne, wins over Cal. But, you know, that Cal win was very close. They didn't look super dominant in that performance. And they go and lose outright to SMU. You know, they were 10-point favorites in that game. We were on SMU in that game, and honestly, I was, you know, was on Cal too. This TCU team has just been a team that I've absolutely loved to fade this year. And while I don't think Matt Dugan is a bad quarterback by any means, he's just not. He's not your typical Big 12 quarterback. He's not. He doesn't put up quite as much production as I would want to see out of a Big 12 guy. You know, only 717 yards through three games. Um, and while this team for TCU is definitely very deep, you know, Tate Barber leads an amazing group of wide receivers, 161 yards through the air for him and this offensive line has looked pretty good this year they've only allowed five sacks you know 27 last or 23 last season wasn't you know bad um granted in the shortened season it wasn't perfect um but this offense has done a decent job putting up points you know 37.67 points per game for tcu but texas is also a very high flying offense you know sarkeesian has you know brought a great offensive mind to texas um you know hudson carr casey thompson were the guys who you know the two quarterbacks going into the season which one they're going to pick they've split snaps a little bit but casey thompson um seems to to be the guy at the moment seems to be the guy that texas is going to be running with into the future um and honestly he has looked very good through the first few games b john robinson also doing an amazing job running the ball 436 yards for him this season um and texas just in general running the ball has done a great job averaging 267.75 rushing yards per game which you know is is very high for a team that i you know would expect to throw the ball for a team that averages 46.75 points per game um i would expect them to throw the ball more than they run but not necessarily the case for this texas team you know the four offensive line who return as starters this year um they've only allowed seven sacks this year so texas is by no means a problem on offense either so both these teams very high powered offense but when we look over to the defense i have my concerns about this tcu defense you know patterson has done a good job putting a, a pretty competitive defense on the field they've only allowed 25.67 points per game um and they held duquesne to three points in week one um cow to 32 smu to 42 you know that number just keeps rising the more you know the better opponents they play and I think we're going to see that fully exposed here against Texas. You know, they do have a decent D-line, one of the D best D-lines in the country. Um, but I just see this TCU coming, T TCU defense coming out slow in this game, even though they're at home. Um, I just don't know that they have the defense to slow down Texas. Texas, on the other hand, very talented on defense. You know, they've only allowed 23.25 points per game, um, 6.33 yards per play. You know, a little bit lower would be nice, but... Um, 
this Texas team, I, I know I'm going to regret it because I, if I bet on Texas, they're ultimately going to lose and, um, and not look like a very good team at all. But this Texas team, something about them just feels different. It feels like it feels like a Big 12 that is wide open for them this year. Um, you know, Oklahoma isn't necessarily the the Oklahomas we've seen in the past, and, and, and Texas has been making some noise. I think we see a big game out of them here. Um, I think they continue to roll through the Big 12, take down TCU. I like Texas minus five here in this game. Now, the second game on the card, we have a very interesting matchup between Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Two undefeated teams, Cincinnati 3-0, Notre Dame 4-0. And for Cincinnati, obviously, you know, a top group of five team coming into this season. Um, and they, you know, pulled away in that Indiana game, looked pretty good, beat the doors off Murray State in Miami, Ohio. So the Cincinnati team um, has shown to be competitive once again this season. Obviously, for Notre Dame, you know, made that great run last season. And um, they were just a very efficient team. You know, they weren't necessarily the the most explosive team in the world but they just found ways to win games and they've kind of just done that again this year granted the opponents haven't been amazing for notre dame you know wisconsin obviously tops that list and um in the second half they just absolutely pulled away from wisconsin uh, but you know the florida state toledo purdue none of those are exciting matchups to say the least um but you know the biggest thing in the offseason was finding someone to replace ian book jack Cohn looked like he was that guy you know 986 yards nine touchdowns um through the season so far but he is questionable for this game. Um, you know, Drew Pine potentially going to get the start. But, you know, if we have Pine or Cone, you know, playing up against the Cincinnati defense, I think either one of these guys is more than capable at quarterback to, to lead this Notre Dame team. Um, and I don't think there's necessarily a whole lot of difference. You know, they have one of the best tight ends in the country to throw to in Michael Mayers. Um, you know, 267 yards this season. I believe he leads the um, the Irish here in, in um, receiving yards as far as, yeah, receiving yards per game. Um, but this offense... It hasn't been horrible. It's been honestly pretty good. You know, 35.25 points per game. Um, I think most teams will take that. But against the Cincinnati team, um, you know, Desmond Ritter looked to come into the season, have a big senior year, and he's done that so far. 748 yards on seven touchdowns. And just has a very solid wide receiver group to throw to here. You know, Jeremy Ford um, has, has also done a really good job rushing the ball 300 yards on the season. And this Cincinnati offense can just put up points, 43 points per game. Um, and against a Notre Dame team that lost a lot of guys to the NFL from a season ago, you know, 14 players are gone from this Notre Dame team, um, you know, moving on to the NFL. And it's definitely hurt them to say the least. You know, they are still only allowing 23.25 points per game on defense. Um, but the Cincinnati team on defense, only 15 points per game. Granted, strength of schedules are definitely, you know, different. Indiana being Cincinnati's hardest opponent, you know, um, definitely helps them out in that aspect. But for Notre Dame, I just really see this defense struggling in this game. Um, you know, the Cincinnati defense has just looked very, very good. And I think that's what it comes down to in this game. I think the, the team who can stop the other team more, as dumb as that sounds, you know, really just the team with the better defense in this game ultimately i think wins this game and if we're being quite honest cincinnati just has so much to play for in this game you know everything from last season everything from this season comes down a lot to this notre dame game because if they lose to notre dame whatever slimmer of hope they have for you know getting their group of five team 
into the playoffs would basically be completely dead at that point but a win over notre dame here and a convincing win at that um would definitely help them you know coming in as favorites um i i was honestly shocked to see that they were favorites i mean i wanted them as favorites but i was super excited to get a couple points here with this cincinnati team um against notre dame but um you know one of the top matchups of the weekend i think cincinnati takes care of business on the road in this one taking them minus two in this game now, moving on to teams that I have, have liked a lot this season, La Tech taking on NC State, La Tech 2-2 two two on the year, NC State 3-1. and one. And for this La Tech team, you know, coming off a pretty good year last year with only one loss, that being to UAB, haven't had the most explosive start in the world. They've kind of really just played their opponents um, this season, you know. Every game they've played has been a very, very close game. You know, losses to Mississippi State and SMU um, covering the spread in both those. Um, obviously, Southeast Louisiana, North Texas, a little bit closer of a games there. So this team likes to be competitive. They like to play close games. And I see no difference against this NC State team. You know, we were on NC State last week against Clemson. They go and win that game outright. They look very good against South Florida and Furman also. Um, you know, the week two game against Mississippi State um, ultimately lost that game. And honestly, this NC State team just didn't look very good in that game. They showed moments. No doubt um but just couldn't produce um and you know nc state entered the season with a really good backfield you know quarterback devin leary um you know missed seven games last season but so far this year has passed for over a thousand yards um you know zante king has done a really good job running the ball for this um nc state team 377 yards this season and they just have a pretty good receiving core to throw the ball to a lot of production on offense um and you know they have an offensive line that is you know atop the the acc as far as offensive line goes you know grant gilbert as or Gil gibson as center is you know absolutely a stud and you know putting up 31.75 points per game isn't amazing you know i would love to see more out of this this nc state team but it's been an nc state team that has definitely impressed me with that said, they shouldn't be 21 or 20 and a half point favorites here against La Tech. You know, La Tech is also a very, very competitive team. Austin Kimball has done a great job passing the ball this season, 837 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, you know, this team is also with Marcus Williams, you know, transferring over from App State, 258 yards on the on the ground for him and a great wide receiver room behind him. They've really just done a good job putting up points. They've been a team who's been able to score 35 points per game and offensively i don't see a problem much like i say for a lot of the teams we so far on this card um offense isn't the problem um for law tech defense is where they're going to have to definitely pick it up a little bit you know they've allowed 33.25 points per game like i said they like to play basically all their opponents very very close but they do return 10 starters from last year and i think as the season rolls on here you know going into their fifth game here I think they only continue to improve. Um, I think the pass rush has gotten better. Um, and, and I just see a, a pretty good season on the road here, giving them 20 and a half points, just too much. You know, an NC State defense, um, who also returns a lot of starters from last year with nine guys back. Um, you know, they've only allowed 13 points per game this season. And if they can do that in this game, La Tech might be in trouble. But I think, you know, um, I, I think Kendall is just going to be able to put up more production for this La Tech team than a lot of people are expecting. Well, Drake Thomas, you know, is a great stud at linebacker for NC State like i said 20 and a half points just too much in this game if, if honestly if bookmakers keep giving law tech this many points um against you know good teams ranked teams i'm gonna keep betting law tech so give me the 20 and a half points with law tech in this game 
I'm moving down the car, Western Kentucky taking on Michigan State. Western Kentucky one and two on the year. Michigan State four and zero. Oh. And Michigan State has been dang impressed. You know, Northwestern, Youngstown State, Miami wins all pretty good. Obviously, the Nebraska game um, had to take it to overtime. Close game there. Don't cover the spread. But Mel Tucker just has this team cooking this season. As far as Western Kentucky goes, they're not a bad team by any means. Um, but their only win of the season coming with that Week One win over UT Martin. Um, you know, the Army loss, the Indiana loss, two games that they had opportunities to win um, and just didn't. You know, Billy Zappi has been impressive, you know, 1,224 yards and 13 touchdowns. But unfortunately, that just hasn't produced wins for this Western Kentucky team. Um, you know, Jared Stearns has done a good job receiving the ball too, 360 yards. But really, I just, I, it's hard to say that you need more production out of a team that has put up 41.7 points per game this season. Um, but if I'm being honest, they're a team that needs to needs to pass the ball more. Not pass the ball more. They need to, they need to score more. Um, you know, or their defense needs to step up more precisely because they just they haven't been able to you know squeak out the wins. Um, 426 passing yards per game. Um, it's definitely very dangerous, and, and for a lot of teams that would be enough. But when you're taking on Peyton Thorne here for this Michigan State team, you know he's put up 909 yards. Jalen Reed, Jalen Naylor have done just been on fire, an absolute crazy duo at wide receiver as well as Kenneth Walker the third um, has had a, just a monster year on the ground, 554 yards rushing. Um, and this Michigan State team isn't going to you know put up light work either. 35.25 points per game for them this season. So um, I think the Michigan State. Deep defense is what's really gonna give western kentucky some problems here you know they've only allowed 4.86 yards per game this season if they keep that up against western kentucky western kentucky is going to get their doors blown off um they've also only given up 18 points per game well i don't know that it's necessarily going to be that low scoring for western kentucky um i do think you know mel tucker is uh, just really good he's got this team cooking on defense um and honestly at home I wouldn't want it any other way. I think Michigan State um, has a huge, huge advantage. I think they bounce back after that close win last week. And for this Western Kentucky team, defensively, they've had some struggles, you know, allowing 30.7 points per game. Um, they just need to be more competitive on defense if they want to win these games. And, and I don't see it here against Michigan State. So taking Michigan State minus 10 and a half in this game. I'm finally closing out the card. A Big Ten matchup, Indiana taking on Penn State. Indiana two and two on the year, Penn State four and zero, and Indiana looked to uh, you know have a very promising season after you know the breakout season in 2020. Um, but thus far, it's been a rough one. Um, you know, didn't look great against Iowa, did not look great against Cincinnati either. You know, they definitely had chances, moments, but just really couldn't produce when they needed to. Obviously, snuck by Western Kentucky last week. So um, this Indiana team, for you know all intents and purposes, has just not impressed me one bit. Penn State, on the other hand, I've completely flipped the switch on them. I thought they were going to be a fake team going into the season. I thought they were going to end up with a pretty bad record, um, especially after finishing four and five last season. But through the first four games of the season have looked very, very good. You know, obviously the Wisconsin game um, was a huge statement for them. Week one, Auburn, they looked very good against them. And then Ball State and Villanova, um, two other pretty easy wins for this team. So Penn State has been absolutely cooking. Sean Clifford has done a really good job at quarterback. 1,158 yards for him and eight touchdowns through the first four games here. You know, Jason Dotson, Parker Washington combined 663 yards have really been Clifford's two favorite targets at wide receiver. So this team under Mike Yuskis, um, you know, the new offensive coordinator has really got this team going in the right direction, putting up 31.5 points per game. So offensively, not a whole lot of problems for Penn 
State, kind of, you know, more of the same. Um, for Indiana, though, you know, Michael Penix has, you know, bounced back decently well from that ACL tear last year, uh, but with only 821 yards and four touchdowns through four games. We really just need more production out of him. You know, um, Ty Fogel, who hoped to be one of the best wide receivers in the nation, has you know, definitely not been bad, you know, 224 yards. Um, but he's definitely got to produce more if they want to keep this team rolling. Um, you know, the offensive line did turn four guys, and they brought in Stephen Carr at running back to, to help boost this team. But um, there's just it's just not the same offense you know we saw a pretty explosive offense at times for indiana last year um they were able to rattle off some wins and they just haven't been able to do that they're only averaging 4.8 yards per game this season um as well as only 29.75 points per game so um really don't think indiana has it in this one you know the defense hasn't been horrible you know they did return nine guys from last year um but allowing 29.25 points per game um, you know, half a point under what they're scoring is definitely not a winning formula. Penn State, on the other hand, has done a pretty decent job um, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, allowed teams to or held teams to only 15 points per game. Really, they've looked like one of the better secondaries in the Big Ten this season. Honestly, I see a, you know, a breakout game for this Penn State team. And it's just a Penn State team that is headed in a great direction. So um, it's a little bit bigger of a spread, you know, minus 12 and a half. But at home. I think this Indiana team is, is just a fraud team. Give me Penn State minus 12 and a half in this one. That is it for Saturday's college football card. If you want to see picks for everything happening in college football in the NFL this week, head over to hotdebets.com. Check out the computer model picks on the website. If you're not going to follow me at hotdebets, Chris, on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you follow me there so you don't miss out on any future content as well as on the Best Name app to get early access to all of the picks. Also, follow the Hot Tibbets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok to stay up to date with all the computer model action. As well as if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for this week's college football card. And thanks for watching today's video. I will see you guys tomorrow.